episode 21, The Format Show. Wait a minute, you mean there's different formats for podcasts? You are listening to episode number 21 of Mike Murphy Unplugged. Learn, create, move forward. I am your host, Mike Murphy. I'm a one-man band. I'm a technology junkie. I love helping people figure things out. And I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged is to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. And in today's episode, I discuss five show formats most commonly used in podcasting to help you decide which style is going to be best for your podcast. So let's start the show with a question of the week from Ask Mike Anything. For those of you just tuning into the show for the first time, Ask Mike Anything, it's your chance to ask me what you want to know more about or where you're struggling in your online business. Just head on over to mikemurphy.co, leave me a question, and I'll answer your question on a future episode. Today's Ask Mike Anything comes once again from Open Mic Night on Blab, where I was asked if I had a recommendation for a web camera to do talking head videos for Blab or for live webcasting. And the answer to this is easy. One of the best investments you can make for anyone that's looking to make tutorials or videos from home, that is the Logitech C920 webcam. This is a 1080p high-definition camera with amazing video quality. And the last I checked, it was only 65 bucks on Amazon. I use this camera for so many things, including open mic night tutorials. It usually sits on top of my MacBook Pro, but it also has a tripod mount, which I often put on top of my Gorillapod for many different angles and very cool camera. If you need a great web camera, and you do if you're creating online content, Look no further than the Logitech C920. So I'll put a link in the show notes for that. In today's episode, five podcast formats most commonly used today. Today's show is going to be helpful for you if you're just thinking about starting a podcast or if you already have a podcast and you want to change things up a bit and just need some new ideas and inspiration. The five formats of podcasting that I want to talk to you about today. Number one, the solo cast or the monocast, or as I like to call it, the one-man band podcast. Number two is the interview style. Number three, the co-host. Number four, this is the NPR storyteller kind. And number five is the mix and match. When you're thinking about starting a podcast, there are many things to consider. And I think many people start with the technical and the gear side, which is natural. Then they jump right into putting all their energy into building the audience and promoting on social media and doing all the things that you have to do. But I think one thing that tends to take a backseat for people starting a podcast is the content and the structure of the show or the format. So why does the format of a podcast matter? Well, the format matters. Whatever you choose needs to tell your story and teach your listeners or entertain your audience in the most authentic and effective way possible. And before we get too far into the show, just let it be known that the format of the show is 100% up to you. There are no rules. You can change it at any time, but just remember to always keep your listeners in mind is... They like consistency, so don't switch it up too often. If you're not sure, some hard questions that you might want to ask yourself when you're starting a podcast are things like, what's the purpose of the show? What is your show about? What value does the content deliver to the listeners? And what is the best best method to deliver your message? The format of your podcast dictates the style and the overall vibe of your content. And it needs to be in sync with your personality and style and the overall reason for you starting the podcast. What do you want your listeners to experience by listening to your podcast? Again, there is no right or wrong to this, but the content and the format of your podcast is kind of a big deal and something that you should really think a lot about when you're first starting out 
or maybe you're already established and you're looking for a way to pivot or attract new listeners. So let's get started with the five formats of podcasting that are most common today. I'm going to give you a brief overview, some pros and cons of each, and examples of podcasts that I enjoy and are good representations of each. Number one, the solo or monocaster, the one-man band, and that is yours truly, Mike Murphy Unplugged. It's a one person behind the mic delivering a weekly podcast. I started this podcast to teach weekly lessons about podcasting, tech, and starting an online business. This format makes sense for me, as it is me sharing my experience and my knowledge with an educational purpose. What are the pros of a one-man band podcast? Well, they're easier to start. I am in complete control of the content and the material. It's very personable and intimate. It's just me and you. It's technically easier. I just plug in my mic to a mixer, hit record, and go. What are the cons of a one-man band podcast? Well, many people tell me that they'd be terrified to have a solo cast because it's just you. I'm 100% responsible for everything. That means that I have to do all the preparation of the scripts, the show notes, the research, etc. Also, it's not easy for some people to sound conversational alone on the mic. Many people need human interaction in order to be engaging or entertaining. For me, I'm a professional introvert, so this comes naturally to me. And the last thing that I hear over and over again is it's kind of lonely being a one-man band, but again, I'm okay with it. Another example, I've talked about Omar a lot, but Omar from the $100 MBA is a great example of a one-man band doing a great job. Seven days a week, Omar delivers a 10-minute business lesson. It's just him. It never sounds scripted, and I always get good information from it. So let's move on to number two, the interview format. This is just what it sounds like, the podcast host interviewing a guest. I'd say probably the most popular format in podcasting. And why is that? Well, the pros of an interview show are people like listening to interviews. Another pro is that you can reach more people quicker than a solo show. It's a great way to build an audience and get in front of larger audiences. Just think about it. When you have an interview show, you double the marketing power as you and your guests promote the show. If your guest is well-known or has a big audience, just think of how many potential listeners will check out your show. The one caveat, though, is that while the more downloads and listeners are great, the name of the game is still relationships and podcasting. If I was to interview somebody big, say the president, no doubt my downloads would go through the stratosphere. But all that really matters is who's going to stick around and who's going to join my community and listen to me show after show. So keep that in mind. Another pro is the networking opportunities. You get the interview people that, you know, you look up to and that you can learn a great deal from. And if you do a good job, they're going to, st- you know, they're going to think of you when something comes up. Most interview shows I listen to are about small businesses and entrepreneurship. And the guests usually deliver really good advice and insights. If you are the host of a show with influential guests, you not only grow personally, but your brand network could be really solid. Another pro, knowledge. The host of Good Interview Show learns a ton about themselves, life, business, everything. And the final pro of an interview show is less content that needs to be written before the show. A good interview listens more than they speak. While there is a ton of work involved in researching and prepping for an interview, less scripted content is usually required and probably only bullet points or an outline are needed in order to carry out a good, you know, you might need some follow-up questions and an outline, but... Whereas for me, a solo podcaster, I have to prepare all of the material in advance. 
and interviewers really rely on the guests to do most of the content creating. The cons. Well, scheduling. I'd say that's a big one. You're at the mercy of other people's schedule. You have to coordinate and find times at work and are also a good chance that they might cancel. Batching. If you run an interview show, you have to have several recorded interviews in the bank because it just, you know, things happen. And if you're relying on other people's schedule, you have to be sure that week after week you have something to provide your listeners to. Patching is not easy. It takes a lot of work. Technical. Getting audio, good audio from guests is not easy. I plan to address this in a future show, but, you know, I have a controlled setup with a good microphone, but your guests are likely not going to have a full setup. You run the risk of having poor quality, which is a big deal for interviewers. So this happens all the time. And I can tell you what, if week after week, you you know, your guests sound terrible, your your listeners are going to drop off. Well, while we are talking about the cons of the interview show, I can share with you something that maybe some of you are also experiencing and that interviews scare me. I don't think I'm a great conversationalist. I'm socially awkward at times. And one of the reasons I chose to be a one-man band type show is that I didn't think I'd be very good at interviewing. But if you feel the same way, but you really want to interview people because you know it's going to be good for your show, I can tell you that you can overcome this. My weekly open mic night on Blab has helped me immensely with this. And in fact, someone the other night told me that I was a great interviewer because I help facilitate and I just moderate the thing so well. I had no idea. I thought I'd be terrible. But again, week after week, I'm doing this. I'm talking to people and I'm doing it. And every week I actually am starting to notice that, hey, I could probably run an interview. If I can do this, I could do an interview. So don't give up if you want to do an interview. But you might have to put some work into it and you'll get there. Okay, an example of a good interview podcast. Well, there are many, but I have to give props yet again to John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, who has done over 1,300 interviews, I think, at this point. Seven days a week, his podcast interviews somebody. And I got to tell you, he is a great interviewer. He's criticized by a lot of people because he scripts out the questions and he gives them to his guests in advance. And pretty much every interview has the same format. Well, I can tell you that I've listened to a lot of episodes of Entrepreneur on Fire and the interviews that John does never sound scripted or rehearsed to me. He is a great interview example, in my opinion. I would likely take the similar approach because I think preparing the guests is not a bad thing so long as you can stay natural and so long as you can keep the thing conversational and fresh. John does a great job of it. Number three, the co-host format. This is two podcasters in the studio. It can be remotely, but they're often in the same studio just doing their thing. Kind of like Mike and Mike on ESPN, only on a podcast. The pros, entertaining and fun in nature, especially if the pod, if the personalities are good and they have good rapport. Often educational as you get per- perspectives from two different people. The co-hosts likely share the content creation, so the workload is split up. And there's a fallback, meaning if you're stuck or you can't come up with good content, the co-hosts can bail each other out. There's a comfort zone when someone has your back. And I think this is a reason why so many new podcasters starting out are really want to go towards a co-hosted show. The power of two is good. What are the cons of a co-hosted show? Well, they can ramble on a little too much, I think. They sometimes add a little bit of fluff when you're just two people talking. There's often long intros of you know, the host catching up to each other. What'd you do this weekend? What'd you do this weekend? I kind of like the shows that just jump right into the meat of the topic. And a lot of co-hosted shows tend to have a very long stretch before they even get into any topic. 
And I also think staying on topic is often an issue with co-hosted shows. They tend to drift. Scheduling, that's another issue. Same with the interview thing, but you kind of, they both have to agree and commit to the times. And then there's a the question of what happens if one of the hosts is sick? That's something to consider. Also, say the name of your podcast is Mike and Mike. What if Mike quits and Tom joins? Are you prepared to change all the branding? These things happen. Pay attention to them before you start the podcast. An example of a good co-hosted show, Sean West TV. Sean McCabe and Ben Tolson, this is an excellent co-hosted show. I think I'm detailed and prepared, but Sean takes detail <laughs> preparation to an entire new level. However, the rapport and the banter between Sean and Ben, it's natural and very well done. They both have different styles, but they work. They bounce each other off. They complement each other very well. A true sign of a great co-hosted show. Number four, the NPR Storyteller. It seems as though all the rage in podcasting today is storytelling. These are podcasts illustrating that topic through story. The pros, who doesn't like a good story? They're very engaging to the audience. They're often entertaining, funny, witty. They also can be really educational in an entertaining manner. It's like going to the movies only in audio. What are the cons of a storyteller show? They're super difficult to create a good one. They could be expensive if you have a production crew. Technically very involved. Most good pod or storytelling shows, they have great editing and sound effects and music beds to make it the complete show. This takes massive creativity and skills to pull off. Examples of good shows, well, The Big Dogs on the Block, Serial, Reply All, 99% Invisible, Radio Lab, This American Life, Lore, The Moth Podcast, many, many more. If it's by NPR or Gimlet Media, you can pretty much assume there is a storytelling aspect to it all. A bonus example of a good NPR-style show storytelling is check out the show Millennial by Megan Tan. This is just one girl. She was a college student last year, started a podcast, super well done. She's very creative. It's got a great storytelling aspect. Millennial, check it out. A really good show. And finally, number five. Last but not least, the Mix and Match podcast format. This can really mean anything. And again, this is your show, so you can do whatever you want, any format you want. The Mix and Match show that I'm talking about today is really when I talk about part of it being a one-man band podcast and part of it being in something like an interview style, per se. What are the pros of having a Mix and Match podcast? Well, there's variety. The audience gets the best of both worlds. It splits up the workload and the monotony of preparing for a show every week. They're often interesting and educational at the same time. And much of the material can be from repurposed content, sound bites, clips from other shows per se. So what are the cons of a mix and match podcast? It's a lot of work. You have to prepare a scripted and outline monologue if you're doing an interview. So you have to kind of prepare for two different style shows. The editing can be a little more work since there's often a lot of splicing and dicing of clips. And the guest audio must match to fit the sound of the show. Much like the interview, the cons of an interview show, you also, with a mix and match show, have to make sure that the audio sounds good or else your listeners are going to get annoyed. So, what is a great example of a mix and match podcast? Well, one of my new favorite podcasts is a podcast about podcasts. Yep. From Dave Jackson called The School of Podcasting. Now, I've watched Dave for years as a co-host on the Podcasters Roundtable, which is one of my favorites, 
But for some reason, I wasn't a subscriber of his individual podcast, which is the School of Podcasting, which is a very popular podcast about podcasting. I must say, I've kind of shortchanged myself and I've been binge listening a lot lately. Not only is he knowledgeable and a great instructor on podcasting, but he's really funny and his podcast is just an awesome example of mixing up the formats. He has a one-man band approach sometimes where he's just teaching a topic and I'll often take that same show and, and throw in an interview where it might be two different topics that might be related, but it you know it has different segments to it. What I really like is the way he adds audio clips in to kind of reinforce or introduce a topic. Dave is someone that I can really learn a lot from. I think you could probably learn a lot from if you're just starting out in podcasting. And this is a show that really has his unique spin on it. And it's a great show. So that about does it for episode number 21, The Format Show. And just to give a quick recap, the five formats of podcasting I discussed today were number one, the solo cast or the one-man band, just like this show. Number two is the interview show, podcaster interviewing guests. Number three, the co-hosted show. That is two or more podcasting podcasters having a conversation with each other. And number four, the NPR storyteller, the Gimlet NPR, the high production podcast, all about the story. It doesn't have to be high production, but it's all about the story. And number five is the mix and match. That is combining the formats into a podcast, such as a one-man band and part interview or however you want to do it, but it's just combining a couple different formats into your own style. Very effective. And if you want to learn more about how to find your voice or learn the tools of the trade, then please join my band. Just head on over to MikeMurphy.co, sign up for the newsletter, and you're in. If you like the podcast, as always, it'd help me out considerably if you left me a rating and review. That just helps other people find the show. To subscribe to the podcast for free, you can do so on your iPad or iPhone in the podcast app. That way you'll never miss a future episode. I thank you for joining me today. I hope you join my one-man band, and together we can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers. Cheers.